The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, TGIF. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, May 13th, 2022, Friday of the fourth week of Easter. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle two. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary, and today is the optional memorial of Our Lady of Fatima. Between May 13th and October 13th, 1917, three Portuguese children received apparitions of Our Lady at Cova de Iria near Fatima, a city about 110 miles north of Lisbon. Mary asked the children to pray the rosary for world peace, for the end of World War I, for sinners, and for the conversion of Russia. Mary gave the children three secrets. Lucia revealed the first secret in 1927 concerning devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. The second secret was a vision of hell. Pope John Paul II directed the Holy See's Secretary of State to reveal the third secret in 2000, It spoke of a bishop in white who was shot by a group of soldiers who fired bullets and arrows into him. Many people link this vision to the assassination attempt against Pope John Paul II in St. Peter's Square in 1981. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. We join Pope Francis in praying for all young people called to live life to the fullest. May they see in Mary's life the way to listen, the depth of discernment, the courage that faith generates, and the dedication to service. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today we celebrate the feast of Our Lady of Fatima. She appeared to three Portuguese shepherd children in 1917 with the first apparition being on May 13th, today. And Mary, our mother, had something she wanted to communicate to these children and through these children. At the heart of Mary's message is the need for penance, for reparation for sins. And Mary wanted to give us a special message, a special wake-up call a wake-up call regarding what is truly at stake, the salvation of souls. Mary appeared to three shepherd children, Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta. They were very young. Lucia was ten, Francisco 
was nine and Jacinta was seven. And she appeared to them, to the three of them, six times. And that does not count the private apparitions to Jacinta and Lucia later on. And in Mary's first apparition, she asked them, Do you want to offer yourselves to God to endure all the sufferings that he may choose to send you as an act of reparation for the sins by which he is offended and as a supplication for the conversion of sinners? Lucia promptly responded for all three, saying, Yes, we want to. Then Mary said, Then you are going to suffer a great deal, but the grace of God will be your comfort. The children were then filled with a desire to offer up as much as they possibly could for sinners. Hunger, physical pain, lack of sleep. Let us also ask Mary and Jesus for that same desire to make up for sins. Jesus, we ask you, face to face, and Mary, you too, grant that we may truly desire the repentance of all sinners, first and foremost our own repentance, and then the repentance of everybody, of each individual person. May we also have a desire, Lord Jesus, to actually make reparation for sins, for our sins, for the sins of others. And we may then ask ourselves, or we ask Jesus himself, Jesus, what kind of sacrifices would you like me to offer? And of course, that's a very personal question. Our Lord will show each one of us what those sacrifices are. But I did want to quote Sister Lucia, because later on she will become a nun. What Sister Lucia said many years later with regards to penance. She said, Many persons, feeling that the word penance implies great austerities, and not feeling that they have the strength for great sacrifices, become discouraged and continue a life of lukewarmness and sin. The sacrifice required of every person is the fulfillment of his or her duties in life and the observance of the Lord's law. This is the penance that he now seeks and requires. That's such a great message for me and for you. When we hear the word penance, we may think of things that are very difficult to do something extraordinary or extreme, and it's possible the Holy Spirit may ask us to offer up sacrifices like that. But one thing is for sure, is that just in our ordinary life, in our daily duties, in our daily prayer, in following the Lord's commandments, we can carry out all of that with a spirit of penance by telling God that, God, I want this time of prayer to be in reparation for my sins and the sins of the whole world. And there you go, we just did it. We just did it. With that desire, our Lord will bring about a lot of good. With our cooperation to His grace, He brings about a lot of good. In one of the apparitions, Mary shows the three children hell. It's terrible what they see. And after showing them hell, Mary explains, You have seen hell, where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wills to establish throughout the world, the devotion to my immaculate heart. If people will do what I tell you, many souls will be saved, and there will be peace. So once again, what is at stake? The salvation of souls. My soul, your soul, the souls of everybody. Jesus, we don't want to be distracted 
by selfishness, greed, sensuality. This world is a beautiful world that God created, but there's also sin, which we commit, and which distracts us terribly from God. We can be distracted from this great mission that we have, to work for the salvation of souls. In fact, St. Jacinta, the youngest of the three Fatima children, she would become very sick, as Mary predicted, and she died at a young age. But while she was sick, she was living in a convent where the nuns there were taking care of her, and she continued to be visited by Mary. Mary continued to appear to her. And one day, Jacinta told the mother superior of the convent, she said, My dear mother, the sins that bring most souls to hell are the sins of the flesh. Certain fashions are going to be introduced which will offend our Lord very much. Those who serve God should not follow these fashions. The church has no fashions. Our Lord is always the same. The sins of the world are too great. If only people knew what eternity is, they would do everything in their power to change their lives. People lose their souls because they do not think about the death of our Lord and do not do penance. My good mother, do not give yourself to immodest clothes. Run away from riches. Love holy poverty and silence very much. Be very charitable, even with those who are unkind. Never criticize others and avoid those who do. Be very patient, for patience leads us to heaven. Mortifications and sacrifice please our Lord a great deal. St. Jacinta, she was nine years old. There's great wisdom there, wisdom which comes from God. Jesus and Mary, help us so that we may have a sense of urgency. Not anxiety that takes away our peace, but yes, a sense of urgency that we must make up for sin, for our sins and the sins of others. The salvation of souls is at stake. And after saying all that, Jacinta, she's now a saint, Saint Jacinta, spoke about confession. She said, Confession is a sacrament of mercy. That is why people should approach the confessional with confidence and joy. Without confession, there is no salvation. Mary encouraged the children and us to pray the rosary. She said, I want you to come here on the 13th of the next month. She said this in the first apparition. Say the rosary, inserting between the mysteries the following aspiration. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need. Most of us probably recognize that prayer. It's called the Fatima prayer for good reason, because Our Lady gave it to us at Fatima. The Holy Father, Pope Francis, encouraged us to pray the rosary every day this month for peace for peace in Ukraine and peace throughout the whole world, for peace in souls, in each soul. And for there to be peace, what's necessary is conversion from sin. And so we turn to our Mother Mary on this wonderful feast. Mary, help us see sin for what it is. May we not be deceived into thinking that hell doesn't exist. Hell does exist. And so does heaven. And there our Lord and our Lady and all the saints are waiting for us. And it's for that reason that we can live with great hope and at the same time a great desire to make reparation for sin.
I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour on Daybreak. On Friday, May 13th, 2022, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's begin the liturgical day joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And, and my, my mouth, mouth will, will proclaim your praise. the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. The Lord is risen, alleluia. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter the King of glory. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. The Lord is risen, alleluia. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors, let him enter the King of glory. The Lord is risen, alleluia. Who is he, the King of glory, he the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. The Lord is risen, alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. 
Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. Our fathers have told us of the Lord's power. They have recounted for us his marvelous deeds. Alleluia. Give heed, my people, to my teachings. Turn your ear to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable and reveal hidden lessons of the past. The things we have heard and understood, the things our fathers have told us, these we will not hide from their children, but will tell them to the next generation. The glories of the Lord and his might, the marvelous deeds he has done, the witness he gave to Jacob, the law he established in Israel. He gave a command to our fathers to make it known to their children that the next generation might know it, the children yet to be born. They too should arise and tell their sons that they too should set their hope in God and never forget God's deeds, but keep every one of his commands so that they might not be like their fathers, a defiant and rebellious race, a race whose heart was fickle, whose spirit was unfaithful to God. The sons of Ephraim, armed with a bow, turned back in the day of battle. They failed to keep God's covenant and would not walk according to his law. They forgot the things he had done, the marvelous deeds he had shown them. He did wonders in the sight of their fathers, in Egypt, in the plains of Zoan. He divided the sea and led them through and made the waters stand up like a wall. By day, he led them with a cloud. By night, with a light of fire. He split the rocks in the desert. He gave them plentiful drink as from the deep. He made streams flow out from the rock and made waters run down like rivers. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Our, Our fathers have told us of the Lord's power, and they have recounted for us his marvelous deeds. Alleluia. The children of Israel ate the manna and drank from the spiritual rock which followed after them. Alleluia. Yet still they sinned against him. They defied the Most High in the desert. In their heart they put God to the test by demanding the food they craved. They even spoke against God. They said, Is it possible for God to prepare a table in the desert? It was he who struck the rock. Water flowed and swept down in the torments, but... Can he also give us bread? Can he provide meat for his people? When he heard this, the Lord was angry. A fire was kindled against Jacob. His anger rose against Israel for having no faith in God, for refusing to trust in his help. Yet he commanded the clouds above and opened the gates of heaven. He rained down manna for their food and gave them bread. From heaven. Mere men ate the bread of angels. He sent them an abundance of food. He made the east wind blow from heaven and roused the south wind by his might. He rained food on them like dust, winged fowl like the sands of the sea. 
He let it all fall in the midst of their camp and all around their tents. So they ate and had their fill, for he gave them all they craved. But before they had sated their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, God's anger rose against them. He slew the strongest among them, struck down the flower of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. The children of Israel ate the manna and drank from the spiritual rock which followed after them. Alleluia. They remembered that God was their helper and redeemer. Alleluia. Despite this, they went on sinning. They had no faith in his wonders. So he ended their days like a breath, and their years in a sudden ruin. When he slew them, then they would seek him, return and seek him in earnest. They would remember that God was their rock, God the Most High, their Redeemer. But the words they spoke were mere flattery. They lied to him with their lips, for their hearts were not truly with him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Yet he who is full of compassion forgave their sin and spared them. So often he held back his anger when he might have stirred up his rage. He remembered they were only men, a breath that passes never to return. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it, was it was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. Lord Jesus Christ, Shepherd of your Church, in order to strengthen our faith and to lead us to the Kingdom, you renewed and far surpassed the marvels of the old law. Through the uncertainties of this earthly journey, lead us home to the everlasting pastures. They remember that God was their helper and redeemer. Alleluia. Christ Jesus, you have risen from the dead. Alleluia. Let the heavens and the earth rejoice. Alleluia. A reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, watched. And one of the seven angels who were holding the seven bowls came to me and said, Come, I will show you the judgment in store for the great harlot who sits by the waters of the deep. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the earth's inhabitants have grown drunk on the wine of her lewdness. The angel then carried me away in spirit to a desolate place where I saw a woman seated on a scarlet beast, which was covered with blasphemous names. This beast had seven heads and ten horns, the woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and pearls and other jewels. In her hand, she held a gold cup that was filled with the abominable and sordid deeds of her lewdness. On her forehead was written a symbolic name. Babylon the Great, mother of harlots and all the world's abominations. I saw that woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy ones and the blood of those martyred for their faith in Jesus. When I saw her, I was greatly astonished, 
The angel said to me, Why are you so taken aback? I will explain to you the symbolism of the woman and of the seven-headed and ten-horned beast carrying her. The beast you saw existed once, but now exists no longer. It will come up from the abyss once more before going to final ruin. All the men of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of the living from the creation of the world shall be amazed when they see the beast, for it existed once and now exists no longer, and yet it will exist again. Here is the clue for one who possesses wisdom. The seven heads are seven hills on which the woman sits enthroned. They are also seven kings. Five have already fallen, one lives now, and the last has not yet come. But when he does come, he will remain only a short while. The beast which existed once but now exists no longer, even though it is an eighth king, is really one of the seven and is on its way to ruin. The ten horns you saw represent ten kings who have not yet been crowned, but they will possess royal authority along with the beast, but only for an hour. Then they will come to agreement and bestow their power and authority on the beast. They will fight against the lamb, but the lamb will conquer them, for he is the lord of lords and king of kings. Victorious, too, will be his followers, the ones who were called, the chosen, and the faithful. The angel then said to me, The waters on which you saw the harlot enthroned are large numbers of people and nations and tongues. The ten horns you saw on the beast will turn against the harlot with hatred. They will strip off her finery and leave her naked. They will devour her flesh and set her on fire. For God has put into their minds to carry out his plan by making them agree to bestow their sovereignty on the beast until his will is accomplished. The woman you saw is the great city which has sovereignty over the kings of the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. The rulers of the earth will wage war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will be victorious over them. For, For he, he is, is the, the Lord, Lord of Lords, Lords and the King, and the King of, of Kings. Kings. Alleluia. He was given a crown, and like a conqueror he rode forth to win still further victories. For he, For is, he is the, the Lord, Lord of Lords, Lords and, and the, the King, King of Kings. Kings. Alleluia. From a letter to the Corinthians by St. Clement, Pope. Beloved, Jesus Christ is our salvation. He is the High Priest through whom we present our offerings, and the Helper who supports us in our weakness. Through him our gaze penetrates the heights of heaven, and we see, as in a mirror, the most holy face of God. Through Christ the eyes of our hearts are opened, and our weak and clouded understanding reaches up toward the light. Through him the Lord God willed that we should taste eternal knowledge. For Christ is the radiance of God's glory, and as much greater than the angels as the name God has given him is superior to theirs. So then, my brothers, let us do battle with all our might under his unerring command. Think of the men serving under our military commanders, 
how well-disciplined they are, how readily and submissively they carry out orders. Not everyone can be a prefect, a tribune, a centurion, or a captain of fifty, but each man in his own rank executes the orders of the emperor and the officers in command. The great cannot exist without those of humble condition, nor can those of humble condition exist without the great. Always it is the harmonious working together of its various parts that ensures the well-being of the whole. Take our own body as an example. The head is helpless without the feet, and the feet can do nothing without the head. Even our least important members are useful and necessary to the whole body, and all work together for its well-being in harmonious subordination. Let us, then, preserve the unity of the body that we form in Christ Jesus, and let everyone give his neighbor the deference to which his particular gifts entitle him. Let the strong care for the weak, and the weak respect the strong. Let the wealthy assist the poor, and the poor man thank God for giving him someone to supply his needs. The wise man should show his wisdom not by his eloquence, but by good works. The humble man should not proclaim his own humility, but leave others to do so. Nor must the man who preserves his chastity ever boast of it, but recognize that the ability to control his desires has been given him by another. Think, my brothers, of how we first came into being, of what we were at the first moment of our existence. Think of the dark tomb out of which our Creator brought us into His world, where He had His gifts prepared for us even before we were born. All this we owe to Him, and for everything we must give Him thanks. To Him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Christ is the head of the body, the Church and the first to be born from the dead. In, in him, him you were raised, raised to life, by faith, faith in, in the power of God, who raised, raised him from, from the dead. Alleluia. In Christ the fullness of divinity dwells in bodily form, and in him you find your own fulfillment. You were buried with him in baptism. In, in him you were, were raised to life, by faith, faith in, in the power of God, God who raised, raised him from, from the dead. dead. Alleluia. Let us pray. O God, author of our freedom and of our salvation. Listen to the voice of our pleading and grant that those you have redeemed by the shedding of your Son's blood may have life through you. And under your protection, rejoice forever unharmed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Friday, May 13th, 2022, Friday of the fourth week of Easter. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, Jesus is telling his disciples that he's about to leave them, but he says, don't worry, I'm coming back for you. It's from the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, what I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And when I go and prepare a place for you, 
I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also, and you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find all of the daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Well, the main message of Fatima is a very old one, which long preceded the Virgin's appearance at Fatima. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 6, Special Feasts. The message of Fatima is, in its basic meaning, a call to conversion and repentance, as in the Gospel. The Lady of the Message seems to have read with special insight the signs of the times, the signs of our age. The call to repentance is a motherly one, and at the same time it is strong and decisive. Today in our prayer we hear Our Lady's voice, sweet yet insistent, calling us individually to action. Throughout the Gospel there resound the words, repent and do penance. Jesus begins his mission asking for penance, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The word penance signifies the conversion of the sinner and stands for a whole array of internal and external actions directed at making reparation for sins committed. Mary reminds us that without penance, man does not receive the kingdom of her son. Without penance, man is in the kingdom of sin. In our Lord's own words, without penance, all likewise perish. So, too, in the apostles' preaching to the infant church, this truth occupied an essential place. All the days of the pilgrim church on earth are a time of true penance granted by God so that no one may be lost. Penance is necessary because sin exists and we are no strangers to it because we have to make reparation for all our own faults and weaknesses and for those of our fellow men. And because no human being without a special and extraordinary privilege is confirmed in grace. The ultimate purpose of penance, teaches Pope John Paul II, is to get us to love God intensely and to consecrate ourselves to him. The curators used to say that penance is as necessary for the soul as breathing is for the life of the body. The first expression of the virtue of penance consists in having a great love for frequent confession of present and past sins. Firstly, we should always have a great desire to receive this sacrament ourselves, then to prepare for it very well and contritely, and finally to do an effective apostolate among our relatives and friends to bring them to this sacrament of joy and mercy. The virtue of penance has to be present to some degree in all the everyday actions of life, in fulfilling exactly the timetable you have fixed for yourself, even though your body resists or your mind tries to avoid it by dreaming up useless fantasies. Penance is getting up on time and also not leaving for later without any real reason that particular job that you find harder or most difficult to begin and finish. Penance is knowing how to reconcile your duties to God, to others, and to yourself by making demands on yourself so that you find enough time for each of your tasks. 
You are practicing penance when you lovingly keep to your schedule of prayer despite feeling worn out, listless, or cold. Penance means being very charitable at all times towards those around you, starting with the members of your own family. It is to be full of tenderness and kindness towards the suffering, the sick, and the infirm. It is to give patient answers to people who are boring and annoying. It means interrupting our work or changing our plans when circumstances make this necessary, above all, when the just and rightful needs of others are involved. Penance consists in putting up good-humoredly with the thousand and one little pinpricks of each day, in not abandoning your task although you have momentarily lost the enthusiasm with which you started it, in eating gladly whatever is served without being fussy. For parents, and in general for those whose work involves supervision or teaching, penance is to correct whenever it is necessary. This should be done bearing in mind the type of fault committed and the situation of the person who needs to be so helped, not letting oneself be swayed by subjective viewpoints which are often cowardly and sentimental. A spirit of penance keeps us from becoming too attached to the vast imaginative blueprints we have made for our future projects, where we have already foreseen our master strokes and brilliant successes. What joy we give to God when we are happy to lay aside our third-rate painting efforts and let him put in the features and colors of his choice. What a wonderful masterpiece then appears. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour on daybreak, time to pray. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ gave himself up for us as a sacrificial offering to God. Alleluia. Christ gave himself up for us as a sacrificial offering to God. Alleluia. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, and I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, 
that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Christ Christ gave himself up for us as a sacrificial offering to God. Alleluia. Jerusalem, city of God, you will shine with a radiant light. Alleluia. Jerusalem, city of God, you will shine with a radiant light. Alleluia. Let all men speak of the Lord's majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, holy city, he scourged you for the work of your hands, but will again pity the children of the righteous. Praise the Lord for his goodness and bless the King of the ages, so that his tent may be rebuilt in you with joy. May he gladden within you all who were captives, all who were ravaged may he cherish within you for all generations to come. A bright light will shine to all parts of the earth. Many nations shall come to you from afar, and the inhabitants of all the limits of the earth, drawn to you by the name of the Lord God, bearing in their hands their gifts for the King of heaven. Every generation shall give joyful praise in you, and shall call you the Chosen One through all ages forever. Go, then, rejoice over the children of the righteous, who shall all be gathered together and shall bless the Lord of the ages. Happy are those who love you, and happy those who rejoice in your prosperity. Happy are all the men who shall grieve over you, over all your chastisements, for they shall rejoice in you as they behold all your joy forever. My spirit blesses the Lord, the great King. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Jerusalem, city of God, you will shine with a radiant light. Alleluia. I saw the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. Alleluia. I saw the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. Alleluia. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established 
peace on your borders. He feeds you with finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. O powerful God, it is through your Church, generously endowed with gifts of grace and fortified by the Holy Spirit, that you send out your word to all nations. Strengthen your Church with the best of all food, and make it dauntless in faith. Multiply its children to celebrate with one accord the mysteries of your love at the altar on high. I saw, I saw the, the new Jerusalem, Jerusalem coming down, down from heaven. Alleluia. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The God of our Father has raised up Jesus, whom you put to death, hanging him on a tree. He whom God has exalted at his right hand as ruler and savior is to bring repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We testify to this. So too does the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those that obey him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord is risen from the tomb. Alleluia, alleluia. The, the Lord, Lord is, is risen, risen from, from the tomb. tomb. Alleluia, alleluia. He hung upon the cross for us. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord is risen from the tomb. Alleluia, alleluia. I go now to prepare a place for you, but I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am, you also may be. Alleluia. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. 
I go now to prepare a place for you, but I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am, you also may be. Alleluia. God the Father raised up Christ through the Spirit, and will also raise up our mortal bodies. Let us cry out to him, Lord, Lord, raise raise us us to to life life through your Holy Spirit. All Holy Father, you accepted the Holocaust of your Son in raising him from the dead. Accept the offering we make today and lead us to eternal life. Lord, Lord, raise raise us us to to life life through through your your Holy Spirit. Spirit. Look with favor on all we do today. That it may be for your glory and the sanctification of the world. Lord, Lord, raise raise us to life through through your Holy Spirit. May our work today not be in vain, but for the good of the whole world. And through it, lead us to your kingdom. Lord, raise us to life through your Holy Spirit. Open our eyes today to recognize our brothers and sisters, and our hearts to love them. So that we may love and serve each other. Lord, Lord, Raise us to life through your Holy Spirit. And as we end this week, we offer the prayers and needs of our own hearts. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, Lord, raise us to life through your Holy Spirit. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, author of our freedom and of our salvation, Listen to the voice of our pleading and grant that those you have redeemed by the shedding of your Son's blood may have life through you, and under your protection rejoice forever unharmed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Hey, the weekend is coming right up. Don't forget to keep it holy. Morning air next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. Go out and make it a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.